Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's go right here to the book of Psalms, the 68th chapter. Um, if you were not here on Wednesday night, I guess you could say I've, uh, I've uh, started a series and... Um, So I want to go right back where we were on Wednesday night, and um, let me get all my stuff situated right here. Okay, Psalm 68. Remember on Wednesday night, I told you, um, and I'm not going to read all of uh, Luke chapter 5. Um all of Luke chapter 5 for the sake of time, but we went into Luke chapter 5, so I want to go back to that story just for a minute, but I'll uh, give a synopsis of it. Remember in Luke chapter 5, that's where Jesus finds um, uh, Peter and James and John, remember they were washing the nets or whatever, and so he tells them to, and the Bible says that they had fished all night, he tells them to go back out and cast the net on the right hand side of the boat, and in doing so, um, that they'll, uh, and, and when he told Peter to do that, Peter told the Lord, he said, Lord, we had fished all night, we've, 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 done, we've done burn up all the fuel nearly about it. And uh, we've caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, they did it. They let down. And how many members they caught? A great number of fish. And and so I was praying a couple of weeks ago, and the Lord really dropped in my heart this story. And he reminded me of a message that I heard when I was in my early 20s, maybe around uh, 23, 24 years of age, that um, uh, Pastor L.A. Jonah preached called retooling the ship. And he reminded me of that word, uh, retooling. And so what I'm basically going to do this morning is I'm retooling means to update, to um it means to update or to uh, just rework to uh, make it more uh, efficient um, to uh, to take care of the task at hand. So that's what I want to talk about. Wednesday night, I preached on retooling worship. So if you was not here, you need to get that. I'm telling you, this is very, uh, I, I hold this uh, in high value, what I'm talking about this morning, because I'm setting the uh, GPS coordinates to where we're headed. This morning, I want to talk about retooling the ship. And as I was talking, I was praying, I said, God, you know what? You know, I'm going to preach about retooling a boat. Okay, so lay that on me. So then he began to lay the... Um, just the word ship was highlighted, and then I started thinking about leadership, worship, and so I'm going to do all the ships, okay, as many as the Lord God gives me. But this morning, I want to deal with membership. Membership. So that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. So let's go to Psalm 68. Psalm 68 and verse 6. And... Um, so uh, Psalms 68.6. Guys, make sure that I can do those. Vi those videos are going to be very important. Uh, and we got one screen. We did some work in here yesterday. Uh, Matt and I did, and I guess we tore this up over here. So we'll, we'll uh, uh, Steve got us a toy back there at the back of the lift, so we'll play on that uh, and get it back going. <laughs> so Psalm 68.6 says this, that God sets the solitary in families. Let's read this. Uh, God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But look at this. But the rebellious dwell in what? A dry land. Let's read it again. For God sets, God sets the solitary in families and he brings and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Now listen, when we say that the house of God, we've heard this a lot, that the house of God is like a family. Listen, it should not be like a family. It should be a family. Hello. It should not be like a family. It should be family. Hello. God is, his whole deal is family. How many knows that God didn't need us and the whole deal God saved you for was not to make you a preacher, not to make you a worship leader, not to make you a musician. If you read, we find in Exodus, he said, I brought you out that I may bring you what? Unto myself. So God's goal of saving you was to bring you into a fellowship with him. 
And out of that fellowship with him comes preaching, comes worship, comes everything that we do. All of that is an overflow, if you will, of the relationship that you have with him personally. Now, so we know this, that God sets us in the families. Now, the word set means to place or to settle or to stay and to remain and to dwell. It's actually translated, this is a scary word, but married six times. God expects us to settle in and to plug in and make a commitment and walk out life in that place. Now think about this. God chose you before the foundations of the world according to Ephesians 6, according to the book of Ephesians and Romans chapter 8. How many believes that? God chose the time in which you would live in and God also, he chose your family and he also chooses your spiritual family. Now, I do believe, and you have heard me preach, I do believe in the body of Christ. I do believe this also. I do not believe that the, that the church is necessarily a building. It is made up of people. But the church is also a family made up of brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, grandpas and grandmas. Yeah. Come on now. Are you with me now? So for me to say, because there's a trend, there, there's a trend, especially in the Western world that you and I live in, there's a trend that says I don't have to be a part of the local church. Listen, Jesus died and established the local church. Died for and established the local church. So you can take my hand and pull it outside of my body. You cannot say that that hand is John. It is only when the hand is connected to my body that that is John. All right. So... Let's look at this in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have his chest bumping at the end. Trust me. Or I was anyhow. I've been eating this for a while, so I don't know. Book of Ephesians chapter 2. These are the very scriptures that this church was founded upon. 2.19 says this, Now therefore you are no longer strangers. Look at this. You're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, what with the saints, fellow citizens with the saints and members, what of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitly fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Let's look at this again. Now, therefore, you're no longer strangers or foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Now, look at what he's doing with the members. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building... What being fitted together, look at this. God wants us what fitted together, look at this, grows into what a holy temple in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. What does God desire in the spiritual family? That when we come in here and gather together that his presence abides with us. He said that it's being fitly framed. So in other words, if I'm a member, I got to find my, first of all, you got to find your tribe. You got to find your tribe. And when you find your tribe, you get a part of your tribe and you got to find your place in that. I don't believe it is God's will for us as a family that the highlight is we just come hear me preach on Sunday and Wednesday. There's a place beyond hearing me preach on Sunday and Wednesday. There's a place inside the body where you get connected and you receive life into you and life flows out of you. Life comes to you and life goes through you. Let's look at this. In uh, um, Matthew chapter 12. I want to talk about your tribe right here, but let's just yeah, go to Matthew chapter 12. But in that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you something else. How many members in Acts chapter 2? Acts chapter 2. That there was a sound from heaven released as of a rushing mighty wind. There was no rushing mighty wind, but the sound of the wind. 
And how many knows this, that there were all kind of people gathered together because they heard that sound. That is how we find the tribe that we belong to. There is something inside of you that when you hear that sound, you know that belongs. I mean, that's my tribe of people right there. I feed from a lot of different veins, but there's certain books that I read. I say, my God, that is me right there. I listen to a lot of different worship, but there's some worship that I listen to. My God, that is me right there. What is happening? There's a sound being released right there that's identifying with me. Hey, that's my tribe. That's my family. Are you with me now? So if, you, if you're a part of this church, listen, membership is not your name being recorded on a book somewhere. Well, how many of y'all got? I don't know how many we got on the books. A member is somebody that is not their name is on the book, but they found their place in the wall, and we can count on you being in the wall. Yeah, All right. And so um, with this sound or whatever, there comes, there comes this... Uh, that that that's my family. I hear I hear the sound or whatever. Now listen, this is Captain and I were having um, a conversation yesterday, and we were we were talking about different things, and um, and, and this is I can't remember exactly the conversation, but um, exactly what we were the point we we're talking about. But I told her I said, listen, this right here. I said, what causes what causes like down here where we're at in the south, okay? I don't know what's happening up in the north because I live in the south. But a lot of our church growth come because somebody gets ticked off at church A and goes to church B. Huh? They sometimes, sometimes God will leave you to get the heck out of church A. Come on. Aren't you with me? <clears throat> But we got it. We got to. We got to cut out this this junk that we call Christianese. Like I ain't getting fed, huh? Well, I just ain't getting fed. Well, it's not my job to feed you. Hello. Nor is it the church's job to feed you. Come on, somebody. You have a Bible sitting in your lap. Hello. You got a relationship with Jesus. It's your job to feed yourself. Listen, I am not depending on you to take me out and feed me this evening. I will leave this place and go feed me. Are you with me now? So we, well, I just ain't getting fed. Well, here's the deal. There's two things that can happen in there. But listen, listen what I've seen more than uh, more than more happen than the other. God can be leading us outside of that, and God has led me outside of two places that I know of. Okay. Uh, the first church that I left, it was because I met Catherine, and she was over in Baxter, and I went and told my preacher, I said, listen here, I'm leaving this church. He said, where are you going? I said, wherever she's going to church, that's where I'll be at. That was not the Spirit of God leading me. That was my heart leading me, okay? I was just going to church with her, so we started attending uh, church in Baxter. Now, the second church I left was when we left Jessup. God specifically told me in a dream, and, and, and my heart was there. I couldn't understand why everybody around me was so excited about the service, but I wasn't excited anymore. So listen, there will come a time where God will cut the water off of you because he's telling you to get up beside that brook and go to the widow Zarephath if you want to leave, okay? But just because God's cut the water off of you doesn't mean he's cut the water off the whole entire body. So what happens a lot of times when God cuts the water off of us, we start believing that the church is not anointed anymore. Listen to me. How many knows that the family's still carrying the same sound? There's some things in us that causes us not to hear the same sounds anymore. Number one, disappointment. When we become disappointed with the church it dumbs the sound down in our ear when expectations don't get meet, that met that we thought that should have been met by the church it causes us not to hear the sound very clearly offenses and all of those things come in our heart causes us not to hear the sound as clearly anymore it doesn't mean that the same sound is not coming forth what it means is we have to allow the presence of God to heal us and recalibrate our heart where our heart is still back in tune with the sound that we once heard that's a good word now, here's another thing that I was listening to. Um, um, we're part of a, a what, what a global legacy. Hey, several of us in here are, or whatever. And so I get this email the other day, and they're dealing with a brother that's out in. Um, I, I mean, they put it plain as day. Uh, uh, the leadership there, and um, and so they were dealing with this guy that was uncorrectable. 
uh, inside of their leadership. And so they just they just posted out there. And number one, I know the leader has great love for him, but they basically said, you know, don't have this guy to minister in your church, nor in your region, nor in your state. And so then after I looked at that, I said, my gosh, you know, these leaders are, uh, are pulling it out. And that leader is uh, Jason Westerfield is who it is. And, um, and so... Um, and so I, I've seen Jason Westerfield many times on YouTube. He, he was a, a great guy, whatever. But anyhow, he's in disagreement or disqualifications uh, with his own network. And so, um, but there's a lot of things that can happen there. But here's what I'm saying. How many knows this that Paul said? I'm talking about the body here in membership. Paul talked about that we're all one body. Then Paul also warned us about bitterness that he said that watch out lest there be a root of bitterness enter into us and by that defile many. Now check this out. If how many know that lambs are born with long tails? You don't they actually put a rubber band instead of just cutting it off with an axe, they make a rubber band that these pliers squeeze the rubber band open, it slides it over the cow's tail or the lamb's tail, and what happens is once that rubber band comes around that tail, what happens is, is it isolates the tail from the rest of the body. And by doing so, what it does is it cuts off life that's flowing to the tail. And what is happening, it, it is slowly but surely rotting away. This is so much where Paul's talking about us. Listen, if we're not, if we're disconnected and disjointed, therefore life is not coming between us. Are you with me now? And so we're beginning to die at that point. Are you with me now? Hello. God desires community. He desires, he desires community with us that we form a body where life is exchanging in and out. Right there. You know your connection points in that body and you stay there. Now here's the deal. You take that, that, that tail that is rotting away. It, it is disconnected. This is a pure sign. I've seen this. This is, a, this is, I'm giving this as a metaphor of when bitterness enters into one member of the body, okay? So now they disconnect themselves. Their life is cut off. And now all of the, the, after about a week or so, that tail is full of poison and everything else. So if you cut the rubber band, if the rubber band gets cut, what will happen is all the poison that is in that tail will go back into the lamb's body and bring death to that whole entire body. That's where Paul said the dangerousness of when we allow bitterness to get inside of our hearts, what happens is, is when you and you're a member and bitterness is in you, when you open your mouth to say what you think should be said, what happens is in the spirit, you just dropped a bunch of poison right all over them. That's good stuff right there. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I said this Wednesday night and it was so good, I'm going to say it again. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 12 verse 46 says, While he was still talking, to the multitudes. Behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak to him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to them, uh, said to the one who told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hands toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. We said this on Wednesday night. Do you think that Jesus was devaluing the value of family? Huh? As preachers, man, I'm just I'm just gonna throw a couple of things out. We've here all well, you know, we just gotta spend we we wasn't at church the last two Sundays because we gotta spend family time. There's no better place to spend family time than hearing the word of God together. Oh, well, it's beautiful. Hey, listen, my boat will be the first one on the lake this evening, okay? Don't get in way in front of me. We're going to run you over. You know what I'm saying? But listen, there's, that's, that's baloney. You know what that tells me? That tells me is I, don't find, I have not found my place yet, preacher. Come on. I haven't found my place yet. I've not found the place that I connect because I, I cannot. Listen, the Bible says people will freely volunteer in the day of your power. When you, Jesus was not devaluing family. What he was was elevating the value of the spiritual family. Hello. 
Listen, I appreciate my natural family, but I've been through some wars that my natural family could not help me get through. It took the body of Christ praying for me, standing with me, believing with me, that got me over their storms. That's what Jesus was. He was elevating the value of the place of the spiritual family. Now, we move right along. Hebrews 10. Trying to preach quick. We got several people got places to go. We got to get the stage clear. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider one another in order to store up love and good works. And let us what? Consider myself and my three children. Come on, let us what? Consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. When I was reading this, maybe five years ago, the Spirit of the Lord came on me strong. And I have read that text and I've heard it preached that the, you know, we ought not to forsake to assemble ourselves together. In other words, we got to go to church. Pinch your neighbor and say, wake up. He's almost done. Will he? Hey, it says forsake not to assemble yourselves together. So I was reading that and I said, and I've heard it preached. The preacher's up there preaching. You know, we got to go to church. Don't forsake to assemble yourselves together. I don't believe that's what the author of Hebrews was saying when he said, do not forsake to assemble yourselves. When you assemble something, you get directions and bone has to come to bone and joint has to come to joint for it to work. Listen, many of us are coming to church, but we're not assembling ourselves. When you assemble yourself, you find the place where you fit. Now listen, I can't sit here and find every position for everybody, okay? I can look out over the team and see what we got. If we got somebody who can't catch a fly ball, we're not going to stick him in the outfield. Because you're going to hold the glove up, pow! Ah! Hello? But there's areas that God has placed in your heart that moves you. If you're drawn to children, hello, that's a good that's a good sign your place is to work with children. Huh? You have to find the place where you assemble yourself together. Listen, and in that place of assembly, that's where you will find the life that comes to you and goes through you. That's the place where you're watered, where you're fed. It's in that place. It is not in the place of over here saying, well, I'll be the long ranger. One translation says, he will dwell in a so- uh, that Psalm 68, to the man that don't find his family, he'll dwell in a sun-scorched land. Things are going to be difficult and hard. We said this on, and I'll get into this when I preach on leadership. But what makes us feel like we don't find our place? Number one, here's the thing. We believe that it's, we believe that it's the preacher's job to do the ministry. Hello. Hey, ain't that what we pay you for, Pastor John? I mean, gosh, don't you draw a check, then you get it done for us. Hello. We can do that and we can stay right here about the same way we are because I'm about maxed out with what I can do. But to cause growth into the body, each member has to supply and find its place and begin to operate in what you do. Now, in traditional and what we've known in the past is the leadership with the triangle, the authority sits at the top. And with that triangle, you got two bars that come down. And in that bars that come down is both on each side is to control the people. 
So see, with that type of leadership, you feel like you don't have no place because you have no value to operate. The way that God is retooling the ship is that the authority, listen, the authority is still there. But what is absent is the control. And the authority is down at the bottom that's shooting up to the top releasing empowerment through the members. Hello, come on somebody. Listen, the fivefold was given not to be, it was given for the body. I am simply a gift to you according to Ephesians 4. We are gifts to the body of Christ. What? For the, for the maturing of the saints. What? To equip you to go do what we're screaming and hollering about. Hello. But you can never do what you do until you release to go operate in it. And we all going to make mistakes, including the one preaching. I'm still young. But I'm learning every day. So listen, with this model is we flip it upside down. The other side, when authority sits up here, listen, what we want is more authority but less control. Good word right there. You pinch your neighbor right and say five more minutes. Stay awake five more minutes. Listen to this. So if on the bottom, when it says on the bottom, the two limbs that come up is honor, where each member is honored. Are you with me now? Leadership should be present. Listen, I'm not talking about the absence of leadership. I actually, I absolutely believe in authority in the house of God. There's authority in my house. Ask my three boys. They know where the buck stops. They know what it sounds like when this 40 inches of leather comes off. My daddy used to make it sound like, like a machine gun. When it's hitting the belt loop. And then daddy always folded his and snapped it one or two times. Make it sound like a 30 off 6 going off. And you already in tremendous fear. Then when he beats you down, he'd say, boy, I'm doing this because I love you. <laughs> you got to be grown to understand that kind of love. Then he'd tell you statements like, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Are you crazy? You get on the other end until you became a father. Then you know it hurts you more than it hurts him. <laughs> Listen, I heard a guy preaching out at Bethel on a podcast one time, and they was talking about snake hunters out in the mountains. And they was talking about where to go find the snakes. And so Bill asked him, he said, not that I will go looking for any snakes, but he said, if I was to go looking for snakes, where would I find them? He said, the snakes are found at, at this place. He said, they find the place where the rocks don't meet up real well. And they align the shadows of the rocks. Listen, how the enemy defeats us as a family is because we got breaks and gaps in the wall. That's where the enemy lies at. But he can't overtake us if we build a strong wall. He might can overtake me, but he cannot overtake us all. Jesus never sent a man out one. He sent them out by twos. Why? Because one could be overpowered, but two can't. You jump me in the back when I got a partner, we got it. You know what I'm saying? It's on. So where the enemy comes in is he comes in inside the wall where the gaps are not closed. And what God desires is that we build. There was a word that Damon and him were preaching years ago at the ramp. Remember when I think it was Lou Engel, they were prophesying about the Stonewall Jackson or whatever. And they were talking about building the stone wall. There was a message that they were hollering out about the stone wall. And this week, man, I was, I was highlighted yesterday. Um, you, me and Matt spent a good part well, into the afternoon in here yesterday. But I've been praying God build a strong wall in this place. See, listen, you got to understand the control. I'm not here to control you. I want to empower you. We're not going to have leadership that wants to control people, okay? We're not coming in here with a strong, listen, a strong leadership team. A strong leader with a weak team will breed control. A weak leader with a strong team is a committee. And they ain't in the Bible. 
What you have to have is strong leadership with a strong team. What that creates is it releases honor into the body where we all stand shoulder to shoulder. We're on the same level and we move forward. That's what God is trying to build in here. That is the retooling that he's trying to bring to this place. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right here. I feel the Spirit of God on me right now. It is when we have a strong leader and a strong team, then everyone is standing shoulder to shoulder, advancing the kingdom of God. Are you with me now? See, here's the deal. When it's really done right, leadership roles will change. It won't necessarily be the head man. Leadership will change to the task at hand. See, leadership will change. Listen, the authority will be there. In the New Testament, Peter wasn't running around saying, hey, I'm top dog. I want you to know I'm the chief apostle. Listen, but when Ananias and Sapphira fell dead at his feet, nobody had to question if the man had authority or not, okay? Listen, the Bible says great fear gripped that church and the Lord added to the church daily that should be saved. Listen, you don't have to flash the card. If you got authority, you'll have authority in the heavenlies and that'll be revealed to the people and great reverence and respect will come from that. Oh, I feel like hollering. But if I got to throw the card around, I ain't got it to start with. Hello. If I got to tell you I'm the man, I'm probably not the man. I've only had to say, listen, in business, I had to say I'm the man from time to time because sometimes people will rise up and say they think they the one. And I remind them, whose name's on your check? I am. Okay, then. Sit down over there and shut up and let's do the job. Roles change right there. <laughs> Hello. Well, I don't think we're going to do it like that, John. As long as that name is on your check, we're going to do it like that because that's how I've been trained to do it, okay? And I'm not, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not movable and saying I can't learn a new way. Are you with me now? But the members have to be honored and they have to find their place where they come together. And in that place, as you take your place, are you listening to me? Not as if I take my place. As you take your place, momentum is surging throughout the body where we start moving. When he says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together. That word assemble means the complete set is there. How many's ever worked a job on the line when somebody called in sick? You thinking? Huh? Because that means now you get to do your job plus their job. Their weight just got equally shifted out. When he says forsake not to assemble yourselves, that means the complete set's in there. It says the complete set's in there. Hello. Help me, Jesus. So therefore, my mentality changes about church. Oh, that'd be all right today. We just need to spend some family time, love. Let's take a mire to the lake. I'm all for that. I'll be at the lake some. Are you with me now? I'm not talking about just missing church, but I'm telling you there's a value to realize that you make the set complete. Hello. There's been times where Grant didn't want to go play the game. And I would say, son, listen here. If we signed up for it, you're going to play the game because you're part of a team. See, it don't matter when you're not on the team, but listen, when you're part of the team, you realize you got a part. You might not be the best shortstop. You may be the backup, but we don't never know when he's going down and you got to step up. Hello. And here's the deal. If we're not a team, then all the victory comes to me. But listen, when we become a team, when you score, I score. If we were a part of a team, we would never go through a dry season in this house because every week I'm not walking under the Shekinah glory and miracles are happening, but when they're happening in your life, hey, that's my victory I feed from. Hey, she's on my team, Jack. She's a part of the family. She's in this tribe and I feed from that and momentum is created and none of us go through a dry spell because we feed on each other's victories. That's when we become the wall. But if we're just, if we were dislocated, 
Right of Hebrews says, strengthen the feeble knees and the hands which hang down. We, when we're dislocated, we don't function properly. Church takes on a whole new meaning to me then to realize I got a place in that thing. Hello. John Bagley's not the face of Cornerstone. This ain't John's church. This is God's church. Hello, paid for by the following members. It's got to become your church. That's why people use seven and them. Y'all go to John's church. John ain't got a church. Jesus has got a church, but John don't. Huh? Listen, when it becomes your church, then you value it. You can't take the piece of uh, trash on the ground out there. You'll stop and pick it up when it becomes your church. But if it's my church, you won't really care. But now it's become my church. I want the complete set in place. That's the motto. Since I've been a Christian, I'm not beating up. I, I don't know, maybe I'm on this little soapbox here or whatever. I ain't never got I ain't never woke up and said, Oh my God, we overslept for church. Huh? People are like, I can't believe you ain't never done that. We ain't never woke up on a Sunday morning and said, I don't know if we're gonna go today. There's been times that I was saying that on the inside. And there was been times I was trying to look she's always hard nosed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? She's holding us a hell kind of type deal. If we missed church to go fishing, we was headed for hell right now. And she reminded me, you're going to die and go to hell, son. You missed the rapture. Listen, I don't believe any of that. I don't believe that, okay? Listen, you got to have time to recreate. If you burn out, listen, you better go get you some rest. Because you're going to be a hindrance to me if you burn out. Hello. Or if you ticked off with the leadership, stay at home. Because we don't want to plow through your mess. I ain't talking about, come on now. Huh? If you're mad and angry and full of bitterness, stay outside. Cause we get, stay outside till the tail falls off, okay? Don't come in here and have us cut the band off and release your poison back in the body. Hello. Just call me and say, listen here, preacher, I want you to know I'm ticked off with you right now. We're going to take a three-month vacation till I get healed, and then I'll be back in the body. I'll say, God bless you. We love you. Send your money, but come on. Don't come in here and release your band and inject the poison in 10 people. All right, let's say this. Well, I wonder if the preacher knows what's... Listen, hey, the reason why we didn't have two screens this morning because we met, we must have messed something up with this one here. Uh, and me and Matt would take the blame. That it wouldn't come on. Okay? Well, I was fishing ghosts. So it was a good point in that. And it just fleeted me. I'm almost done right here. I was fixing to say something right, and it hit me like I knew it was going to be good, and then it just, it must not have been God. So listen, when membership is done right, when we become members, any wall, each member will bear its equal load. Are you with me now? What's crazy about those blocks is the top block has no less weight than the bottom block because they're all staggered and equally bearing the load. That's what Paul was talking about when that body comes together right there. Now think about it. The enemy comes in and attacks us as a family. You with me? If each one's bearing the load, that's why the Bible says we rejoice with them that rejoice. And we weep with them that weep. We celebrate your breakthrough, but we weep with the loss. Or we weep with the breakthrough, or we celebrate with the breakthrough, and weep with the loss. And then here's the funny thing it says. Those of you that are strong, bear up the weak. Hey, while you're going through your moment, I can pull your task at hand. Just don't let me pull it for the next month. I'm going to be calling. Hey, where you at? I'm going to start taking your pay. I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to show you a clip. And this is what I'm telling you that God's saying for the membership here. God wants us to build a stone wall.
find your place. You telling me, listen, I know what I was going to say right here. Hold on, listen to me right here. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He always brings it back. I want to see if anybody got a gun. Now you cut the lights out. <laughs> Hold on. If you were here Wednesday night, I told you about the beatdown that happened over now. I'm at a church and I had to call the cops out there in the ambulance to take them out. So that's why I said that. Listen, let's say, for instance, this I'm highlighted to a deficiency in my church. If you got, I'm not dumb or blind to the deficiencies we have in this room right here. I have many things that I take to God in frustrations. Like, you know, Father, help me. Send me somebody that can help do this. Send me somebody that can help do this. And so that's one of the things we're trying to put structures to things so that things don't fall through the cracks. But say, for instance, I notice if God, if you, if you see that spiritual, you see that deficiency big time, let me tell you the reason why you see it in that. God is allowing you to see that. Hello, I'm trying to teach you how to be a member here. God is allowing you to see that. What he's allowing you to see that for is not so you can call 15 people on the phone and say, I don't know why a pastor's not fixing that. Huh? What he's highlighting you to do is for you to pray and you to become the solution to that deficiency. You become the solution to that deficiency. I want to leave you with this clip right here, and I'm going to pray over you. We're going to actually, we got to do two clips because you can't just show this one without finishing it up. This is all facing giants. And so what we're going to do is show the clip right there. Roll it. Make sure that I got some good sound uh, going into there. So let's go. Father, anoint this computer right now. Or resources or or time but because each person worked on the stone wall that was in front of their house they got it done in record time that's what you're going to do on defense you have to resolve nothing gets by you as an individual nothing gets by us as a team i need you to build me a stone wall this is why we build the stone wall when we run up the things we, we, we the enemy don't overtake us. Time out, ref. Ref, time out. Coach, I'm done. Give me a little more sound. This is when it matters most. I know you're tired. It's easy to lead when you're strong, but now is when you lead. It's right now. Can you give me four more downs? I just need four more downs. Four more. All right, come here. Come here. This is our time, and you've got to put the nails in the coffin. Look at me. Look at me. We didn't fight this far to give up in the last quarter. You've got to leave everything on the field. And field goals, they're not an option. I need you for four more downs. Who's with me? Now get up there and get it done. With less than two minutes left on the clock, the Giants stand on the verge of their fourth straight consecutive state title. A tired Eagles team lines up to face them yet again. Giants line up first and goal. This score will solidify the state championship. No, wait a minute, he is The Eagles are still in it. They're still showing strong determination to fight this one out. You gotta hang with me. I know it's getting tough. We've got to stop them right here. It's second down and goal to go for the Giants. The state title is within their grasp. Both of the stands are on their feet right now as they get ready to run this play. This quarter will take it. He's going to try to run it. No, the Eagles have stopped him again. That's my team. That's my team. They're going to tee it up and try it again. Westport will take the snap. He's looking to pass into the corner. He's got somebody there, but no, the Eagles back out of the pass. And the crowd is going nuts right now. The Giants have been kept out of the end zone by the Eagles on three straight plays. And now Bobby Lee Duke will have a big decision to make. We've got to go for a field goal. We're not going for a field goal. He's not taking it. Rock, rock, one more down, one more down. It's fourth down, and the Giants are going for the touchdown. This crowd is going absolutely berserk right now. 
They line up at the one yard line. West Porter's going to take the snap. They're going to run it. Right to the Show the other clip right here. Go ahead and roll that other one. Let's go. You want to talk about it? You got to let it go. Two seconds, Rand. We've got time for a Hail Mary. No, no. The defense too strong for the pain. No, we can't run it. That's our only option. You got to keep it, man. Strong. David. Coach, I can't get that far. They're going to stop on the run and pass all night. You're my best option. As far as I've ever taken a 39 yard, there's no way I can take a 51 yard field goal. I believe you can. Your job is to be the best you can. Tough care results of the guy. I need you to give up on yourself way too easy. Our field goal unit! You're a good football player. He's got to throw it. He can't kick it from there. It's too far. No, it's not. What are you doing? I'm preparing for it. I'm going to push you until you find out. I don't understand this, but with two seconds left on the clock, Coach Grant Taylor and the Shallow Eagles are putting the game in the hands of a 145-pound backup kicker. This is not a good move on Grant Taylor's part. He even has to kick into the wind. Call a timeout anyway, and we're fine, Leon, go Willie the ball. Hey, you see this line, Willie? You're not getting past this line. This this Coach, it's too far. Listen to me. Do you think God will want to make this kick? Everybody will think you're a chicken shit. Do you believe it, David? Yes, you know, still so do I. But you've got to give me your best and leave the rest of the hell. Will you do that for me? See what you got, Willie. Oh, I want to make it clear. Run through me. Run over me. They wouldn't make this field goal. Don't you walk off this field having to move less than not going to work, brother. Not like that. Back there, do it again. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. See what the stone wall causes is it causes us not only when the enemy comes against us, it causes us to bow our back to defeat the enemy, but also when we're part of the team, it allows each member to shine. How many I, I love I love baseball, keep up with Major League Baseball. Braves got rid of Dan Ugly. He went for four days. He was on the Saint uh he, he I think he had like four bats or something for the for the um San Francisco Giants. He was on the world. He was on the roster. He got a World Series ring, just like Madison Bumgarner, who was the MVP. Why? Because he was a part of a team. And where we've got to get to in this place, I'm just t telling you right here before I'm leaving. I'm done. Where we got to get to in this place that each member is important. Okay, each member is important. Whether it don't matter who's in this pulpit, whether it's me, whether it's Kenny, whether it's Ken whether it's whoever it is, if it's Terry Moore preaching the gospel, we say he's a part of the team. Come on, are you listening to me? 
I can't, there's, it is impossible for me to preach every Wednesday night and every Sunday for the rest of my life behind this pulpit. I'm going to need some help. Are you with me now? And so when we realize it's a part of a team, it allows other members of that team to shine just as much as you get to shine quarterbacking every Sunday. Hello. And here's the thing. In, 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 in me as a leader, number one, I have to, part of my job as a leader is to open the door and allow somebody else to have the opportunity. And we as a family got to be willing for them to have the opportunity. And even preaching the gospel, we got to be willing for them to have Noah, hello, uh, taking the walls of Jericho down. We know Noah didn't take the walls of Jericho down, but allowed them the opportunity to miss it and not be as fluent as somebody that throws the ball every Sunday. Man, y'all ain't hearing me up in this place. You cannot expect a second or third string quarterback to make the same throws that, uh, that Peyton Manning's going to make. But if he gets the playing time, eventually he will throw the ball just as well, okay? Listen, he, some, of us, some of us is not as gifted as Peyton Manning. I'm not as gifted as T.D. Jakes, but I have to be comfortable in my own skin. And the same way we're going to raise up leaders, if you ever want to see sparks fly, you got to raise up leaders and you got to give them opportunity and grace to fail and opportunity and grace to throw the ball and that means sometimes you got to sit down as the quarterback and say hey you got this one hello you got to allow young worshipers to get on the stage to worship and miss the notes and not play the songs correctly but allow their heart for God to burn and allow them to shine and eventually they'll get it but if we don't yield the opportunity they'll never have it we will not, we're not the wall when we call. If I say, hey, I'm not going to be in the pulpit Sunday and you stay at the house eating Cracker Jacks, you're not in the wall. Listen to me. I said you're not in the wall. You vote with your feet. You're saying to me with your feet, I'm not of the part of the wall. God is saying, I want you to build a stone wall in this place. One of the things that, that I told Tara, when the enemy come in here and, 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 and would stand, I said, listen, you have a great family, but I want you to know you got a great church family. And I felt like as a church family, this church family built a wall and we raised it up around there. But you know what? She still needs life. And she'll need life in the days ahead. And as a family in the stone wall, we do what we got to do. Hello. This ain't my show. This ain't Dusty's show. It ain't Ken's show. This is God's show. And I'm telling you, build a stone wall. If you're not connected, get with somebody. If you can't connect to my personality, get with somebody you can. Hello? Don't call me three months from now and say you died because you didn't make a connection. The first thing I'm going to say is I want to know who you connected to and who did you call out to. You don't call out when you're sinking under the water. You call out when water starts coming in the boat. I can't go see every single person in the hospital. I work a job every day. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm just trying to help us right here, okay? Listen, you don't never have to worry about if I'm on it. I'll, be, I'll, I'll do what i got to take to work to get it happen. Yesterday was my birthday. I turned 36. In 10 years, I've not had my anniversary off. I preach the gospel every Sunday. And I told Catherine, maybe next year. It was my fault on my schedule that I didn't work it out. But what I'm saying is we got to get to the part as a family to where, hey, if Mr. Billy's teaching the gospel tonight, it's just as important what God has in him as it is in me. Friend, I'm telling you, if we don't learn how to value one another, you don't hear in my heart. If Steve Bass gets up, I want to hear what God's saying to that man. If Ken said he had an encounter, I want to hear what God's saying in the man. Are you listening to me? If it don't fit me, then that's fine. I still value him as part of my team. When you're on a team, you would, you look after the next man. I always teach my son when he's playing baseball. If he's got a 3-0 and o count and he swings at something in his eyes, I will get on his end. Reason why I'm doing this, son, you're, not th you're thinking about your yourself you're thinking about yourself you want to shine listen think about the team wait on something you can make happen for the team we've got to lose this self consumer mentality in the church where it's all about me it is not about me 
I spent the majority of my day with Matt hanging these lights so that we could at least have something on that stage this morning. I ain't asking nobody to give me no wine and crackers or build me no trophy. That comes with the task. Are you with me now? Let's find our place in the wall. What is God saying here to you this morning? Find your place in the wall and get in it. Get in it. Start going in that direction. I love it like the other night, John Bentley's team, we're coaching. The little Cubs lost one game, son. I told him that's all about the coaching. It ain't about the players, it's about the coaching. The managing's awesome. But we won the other game the other night, beat the little best team out there that I think was the Reds. I don't know the Marlins are pretty stacked, and it just we got something for them too. But it's my kids that never hit the ball. They hit the ball. And the bottom of the lineup won us that game. That's what I love to see the victories come from. You expect me to preach, and you expect I should be able to preach well. I've, preached, I've been preaching since I was 18. But what I want to see is others step to the plate. And you know what? I'm just telling you as a family, we have to be willing for them to strike out. And when they get back to the dugout, don't say, I expect you to strike out. No, nah, man, you're part of this team. Listen, that was a good at bat you got. It's awful quiet in this place. Build a stone wall. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, by your Spirit, God, you would fill our hearts so full. Give us true love for one another, God. Help us. Father, please, please help me to see the man that I'm walking with, the comrade that I'm in battle with. God, don't let us be selfish. Father, you laid your life down for us. So much more if we love you, we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters. Father, I pray build such a stone wall in this place, oh God. Retool this boat, Father, that we can accomplish what you're trying to get accomplished through us here. Father, allow us, God, anoint us afresh, God. Allow the oil of your wine to make us stretchable, to make us where we'll stretch into what you're trying to do. I thank you for every gift and every talent that's represented in this place. I pray great blessing over them in the name of the Lord God. I bless his people, God. You called me to serve. And Father, I'm serving them with my whole heart and my best ability, Father. God, I pray blessings over them in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak blessing over your household, over your kids, over everything that your hands do. And I bless you to find your place in this wall. Go home, church. Pray. Ask God, what is there something I can do? What is there something I can do? And you just find your place. Whatever your heart does. If you want to sing, seek in. We'll sing. Those four that are singing don't have to sing every Sunday. I know I'm making big statements. But now if you if you sound like my coon dog out there trying to bail or something out now, I'm going to probably say, hey, we might want to start right here. And let's work our way to that. I got a little boy. He said he asked me every time. And I'm gonna, if I get a big enough lead, I'm gonna let him play second base. He said, Coach, can I play second base? Well, he can't catch a cold, but I mean barefoot in the snowstorm, wet. You know? You know what the part of the deal is about a coach or a manager? His job is to put that kid at the best place that he has the best ability to shine. I'm telling you, I know my heart before God, I want you to shine. I want you to shine. Because when you shine, I shine. Hey, everybody thought, man, hey, ain't it something to see Paul? Paul Paul wrote most of the books of the New Testament and everything, but hey, it's one thing to meet Paul, but it's another thing to meet the man who trained Paul, and that was Barnabas. Barnabas always... It seemed like he was in the behind the scenes. But yet he was there encouraging. Man, you can do it, Paul. Man, I'm telling you, the anointing came on you tonight. I ain't never seen it come on you like that. Surely God's got a great call on your life. And then finally you see where Paul is now. He took Barnabas' name on the card where it said Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Saul. Now it became Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas took the back seat. See, when we raise up true families, true fathers and true mothers, listen, they know how to take the back seat. 
if we got leaders that can't get in the back seat, what we still got is immature leaders that are brothers and sisters because brothers compete. Fathers never compete. Fathers stand up and say, who the heck's kid is that? Is that not my son blowing my record out there on that field? He's not worried about his ceiling. That father is there to get that son at the place he can succeed. And when he outruns him, the father's the first one saying, that is my son. That is my son. It was our father in heaven before Jesus did any great miracle. He stood up and said, that is my beloved son right there in whom I'm well pleased. He's about to run the race. That's fathers and that's what the family's involved of. If we're still competing with one another, we're a bunch of immature brothers and sisters. Let fathers and grandfathers rise up and say, hey, go do the stuff. And let's share in each other's victory. Stand up. I can't let you go with you sitting down. You got to stand up. Father, I bless them. 